been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS, helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Now, how fancy was that? That's pretty fancy, right? Fancy. That's the first time. <laughs> so, so you know, I usually edit all that, right? I'm like, so I got this new toy. That's why you see me playing around. So now I can do the intro right before we go on. So this is you're the first one that I've done that with. So usually, I have to uh, ingrain that. I'm going to put a little video in the background for next time, so it's not just you and I looking at each other. But that was the first time that I got to do that on on Beyond the Mat here. That was fun. Very cool. And then we'll get to do the same thing at the end. We got a little huh. one at the end, too. <laughs> All right. So we are live. I get to have Gabby today. Do you go by Gabby? You have That's what you say on Facebook. Yeah, that's what I go by. My son's name is Gabriel. That's the Look female that. version of Gabriel. Yes. All my kids are named after the angels. Michael, Gabriel, and then Daniel was uh, from the lion's den. And then I have Ariel. So all my kids end in E-L. Of course, all my kids are grown adults like yourself <laughs> matter of fact i have a child that is your age you're 25 correct yes i am yes my one my youngest boy is 24 graduating college in may he's a year same age did you go to college yes i did <laughs> did you like college i loved it did you i, loved, I did my <laughs> see mama's on already you see that <laughs> mama bear is on she, hey mom <laughs> so now all your nerves can go away because now you got mom on. So she's, uh, you, you know, once mom's on the phone, you're all good to go. Mom's online. Oh, yeah. Well, let me read a little bit about your bio, Gabby, and we're going to get right, right into the show, okay? <clears throat> this is Gabby Morales, 25 years old, lives in New Jersey. Years after a traumatic loss of her younger sister to a rare form of leukemia, she found her purpose and truest passion and currently works for Be The Match as a recruitment coordinator helping to add more donors to the registry for patients with blood cancers and disorders. Sounds see, sounds somber now, doesn't it? <laughs> but There's light to it, I swear. <laughs> yes. So let's go let's go into it. Let me ask you about your college. Where'd you go to college at? Um so I attended Montclair State University. It's about 15 minutes from New York City. It's in northern New Jersey. Um so that's why I'm currently residing in northern New Jersey. I loved it. Um, I have family in New York, so I wanted to be closer to the city. So that's where I'm at right now. I know your mom goes a little to New York sometimes. You know, some coffee. <laughs> she has the true accent. I do not. <laughs> and so I am going to send you a video clip of your pops, though, today. And I want to send it to your mom, too, so she can see the gangster that she has married. So that's <laughs> real gangster. That's come on. Why are you dissing on pops, man? Come on. I have to. <laughs> so I have a so let's talk about out of college. Did were you going on a different route before we uh Yeah, so um the reason I attended Montclair, so there's only a few colleges that have the program that I was looking for. Hey DC, my aunt is on. <laughs> um so I actually wanted to be a child life specialist. Um, and my dream was to be a child life specialist at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, reason for that, my sister was actually, when she was going um, through her illness and transplant, she actually um, was at CHOP the entire time. CHOP was like my second home. Every day after school, I would go to CHOP to see my mom and my sister because essentially they were living there. So. Um, I met a child life specialist there um, who really just made my experience there 
not completely terrible. Um, it was really, really scary for me um, during that time. And, you know, she brought light to it by, you know, if people who are unfamiliar with the profession, um, what they do is they help the patient um, through their time at the hospital emotionally. Um, they'll do therapeutic play and kind of show them um, ways to cope and also show them, you know, what they're going through. Um, for example, like they'll, let's say they're going to get an IV that day. They'll take a doll, they'll show them with a little needle what they're going through um, to kind of, you know, make the situation a little less scary. But they don't only do that for the patients. They also really help the siblings um, and family as a whole. So she would do activities with us um, in the hospital that helped us be a part of Isabella's transplant experience. So I wanted to be that person for others going through that as well. So that was my original plan and why I went to Montclair. So I've been to, I've been to these, as a martial arts school, I've been to children's hospitals and I've also, my son has gone as Captain America and I've gone as the Hulk several times, right? And then I went as Santa Claus one year. I'll never forget this. I've never told your mom this story, but I was in Santa Claus and I was kind of giving out gifts to each of the kids because this was Christmas Eve because I knew none of these kids were going to be able to be home. So I asked, hey, can I come down and be Santa Claus? So they allowed it. <clears throat> of course, this is way pre-pandemic, but as I'm getting ready to leave, I had a mom come out and her baby has leukemia. So she's like, I don't have any pictures with with him with Santa Claus. Can I get a picture with you with him? And I was like, oh, man. I'm trying to hold that together, right? I, 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 it gets emotional when I think about it. So I said, of course, I'm going to come and sit down with him. And, and I sat in the rocker and I held him and she got all kinds of pictures. And I know when I left, I know that baby was not going home, right? That was one of the most traumatic things in a, in a kid's hospital that I've gone through. We've been through burn centers. So my martial arts team would go to the burn center and all these poor kids, you know, but they would love, man, we would put on a martial arts show at, for them and they would just eat it up like candy. And the last thing, and I've never told this story yet. I didn't say it in my, I didn't tell anybody in my book, but the most traumatic thing I ever did as a martial arts school owner. So I thought I'd talk to you about this today because I've, I've had these heart wrenching things. We were invited to a terminally ill camp for kids. And I'm like, what you, wait a minute, what exactly does that mean? What's that mean? And she says it means exactly what it says. It means that every child, every child there is, is going to pass away. Right. And there's like 35, 40 kids. And I'm like, well, I mean, are they, they said some are, are okay physically, some are not, you know, some are, are really, I said, okay. So I got my team together and I said, we're going to go do this camp and we're going to give every kid a yellow belt that day. I'm going to promote every kid in a karate belt. And so that's what we ended up doing. And there's some kids that you get really close to. And let me tell you what happens. You know, the one little girl that I, I personally got close to, she, she I, I got word that she passed away. And when she was dying in the hospital, they wouldn't let me go see her. They said because of some kind of whatever law, you know, they can't really tell me what hospital she was in that, you know, and I said, but they called me, man, let me go down there. Let me go down there. And they wouldn't let me. And I felt so bad because I know that that mom wanted me there and they could not make it happen. The state couldn't make it happen. Can you imagine that? The state, yeah. the baby's dying, you know, the little girl's dying and I couldn't go see her. I was so upset about that. But yes, those are two major things that I went through. I didn't lose a sibling, but I'm telling you, my heart was wrenched when I was holding a baby as Santa Claus. And then, you know, my Michael and I going in as my son and I going in as Hulk and the, the, that, that one passed away too. So I get it, man. That's a heart-wrenching place to have to be. I, I can't imagine the, the you know having to live there and going through. So how old were you at the time when when Sis was going through this? Um, so eight to nine years old. Um, I was nine when she passed. Um, so at that time, it was very scary. I knew nothing about cancer. 
I didn't know a baby could have cancer. It was all new to me. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my God, my sister's going to die. Like what I'm, I didn't understand anything that was going on. It was very, very scary. Um, so, you know, that's where my, my journey started with this. Well, I'm sure that's pretty traumatic as you, as you went through. Yeah. So when you got, when you were there, how did you, how often were you there? If you guys were there, it was like your second home. Were you going to school at the time or were you there for her? Yeah. So because my mom um, stayed at the hospital with her, uh, my grandparents after school would take us. So we were lucky enough to be pretty close to CHOP. We lived in South Jersey at the time um, and Philly was right there. So it wasn't too far. Um, and our family is very close knit. Like a day without each other is like the end of the world. Um, so, you know, it was really important for us to be together, no matter where we were, if we weren't at home at the hospital, we were all together and we were happy and we were smiling and we were dancing. I have the best memories, honestly, and it sounds crazy. Um, some of the best memories, um, during that time dancing with Isabella, we used to play music on the cell phone. I'm sure my whole family remembers, um, cause she loved to dance. She loved music and seeing her go through something so terrible and being able to still be this ray of light every single day was just so inspiring. And I still think about it to this day. Yes, that's yes. I, I get, I get on those memories. I get those memories. I had, uh, my firefighter nephew died of cancer and he died because of brain. He, he was only 35 years old left five children behind and didn't get to see his last daughter because he died two weeks before she was born. And he was 35. He died of a, they say it's cancer. They went in surgically and took it out and he was okay for, you know, a good two weeks he was home. And then all of a sudden he had, uh, something wasn't right. And when he went to the hospital, this is my sister's boy. He had an aneurysm in the parking lot <clears throat> And you want to talk about a, a warrior? This is the this is the one that said if something goes down, you harvest me and you protect and you you give everybody you can life from me. And they kept him alive and they did the whole. This is he just died this month, so he died. This is his fourth year anniversary, and his birthday is on the twenty third. We have the same birthday month, so this is kind of that hard month, you know. So I go, I get, I get through. Um, that was a tough death, man. That was not. That that was, I don't know. So uh, tell me, do you get? Because I got his memories up this year, and this year, I couldn't even. I don't know. I couldn't Facebook about him this year. I don't know if you get like that. Do you ever just get like, I don't want to. This is my time to reflect on him. I didn't really want to oh. put a public thing out like that. You come across like that? Literally this year. That is so funny that you say that. I. Uh, and I kind of felt a little a little guilty for it because right. I always make an honorable post. March is very, very, very heavy. I'm trying to do my best to make do, um, but it's not only you know my sister's passing, my cousin recently passed, and my grandmother who was literally like my second mother, um, you know. So it's it's a lot, and the past few years have been really, really, really difficult. Um, and this year it's just a little extra heavy and I'm taking the time within myself to just deal with it. I'm a very avoidant type of person. Um, I don't like to sit in, in my feelings. Um, hence why I like to make positive things out of my feelings instead of just sitting in them, which we should do as well. I just know that I'm not very good at that. I like to avoid, um, so yeah, I, I'm on the same boat as you this year. Actually. So th that's good to hear because I felt that same way. I'm like, man, I just didn't want to. I saw the memories coming up, and when we were at the firehouse, you know, there's, and I just, you know, I was kind of reflecting back on that. He had killed, you know, he was a big hunter, and he had a big elk, and they made his last hunt. They made meatballs out of the elk meat, right, and. So I just remember the whole thing about memory, and I just I didn't post about him at all. I felt that same guilt. I'm like, Ugh, am I being a jerk because I, you know, I'd called my sis, and I'm like, yeah, I just can't, I I just can't this year. It's, uh, 
I didn't want to hear. I don't know. I, man, it's so good to hear that you said that because I was like, I don't want to hear a million I'm sorry's on on Facebook today. This is not what I'm wanting today. Right. I don't want to soak in it and I don't want to deal with all the outside. Sometimes you have to just take it in for yourself. Um, and that's the best way to go about it. Whatever makes you feel best, you know? Hmm. Now, have you looked at writing a book like a mom? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Why not? What's I don't up? know. It's not something that I've thought of. I think she's so amazing <laughs> for accomplishing that. Um, maybe one day, but. I think that I just think that I've tried to encourage my sister too because coming from a mom's perspective and I try to encourage my my nephews I said just write about it. I want to hear what it comes from what it's like from your your side of things because it completely changed your trajectory in life, correct? Oh yeah. 100%. Right? 100%. The reason I do everything that I do. Right? And so how you deal with well, of course, right? How you deal with it, how any of us deal with grief is we either sit and grieve or we're going to make something out of it, mm -hmm. right? We're going to we're going to keep him alive and we're her alive, and um, we're going to continue on continuing mission, right? That's what in military terms, CM it means continued mission, mm -hmm. and that's what I named my gym after from my my nephew, right? CM eighteen forty five. That was his number, so I said we're going to just continue your mission is what we're going to do. And his name was Cody Mooney. So it just happened to work out. Ah. CM just happened to work for the same thing, right? Went to be. So it was just definitely a, a fun, a fun way to kind of, for me to see him. And you know, when I go to my gym, I see him every day and I've got him tattooed on my arm and it's just a rough thing, man. It, it was good. I'm glad, I'm glad I asked you that question because this year me was too. one of those years that I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want because I feel like, man, if we're putting it out there, it feels like, oh, please feel sorry for me. I'm having a sad day. And it was like, and I wasn't particularly, I mean, I was sad, but I was more like kind of reflecting on, mm -hmm. and then it's hard, right? Because she's remarried now and you see the new husband with his kids, which is the way it needs to be, right. you know, but it, that don't make it any easier. I was going to say, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's hard. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't. It, it's, it's just... Just a whole thing sucks, right? Mm -hmm. But I keep telling myself, I don't know if it's a hospice nurse or said, oh, I don't remember where I saw it, but people always ask, why do you, when, when somebody passes, why do you think they never come back? Because they don't want to come back here. They're waiting for us to come up. That's what, that's what it was told, right? And I said, well, I, can, I, can, I guess I can, I can relate to that, you know, because time up there is probably a blink of an eye forever down here. So right. that that was a comfort for me back in the back in those times. So let's talk about your little found where, who you work for because I think this was this is something that and how you go about doing this and let's talk about where you work and what this does. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I currently work for Be the Match. I'm a recruitment coordinator. Um, so I manage the states of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. So I handle all the logistics for events. So for anybody who doesn't know about Be The Match at all, this is your first time hearing about it. Um, what we do is we help patients who have blood cancers and disorders. So like leukemia, lymphoma, sickle cell. Um, typically for these patients, the one of the only known cures is to find a matching blood stem cell or marrow donor. Um, so in my sister's case, she did need a donor. Um, and we actually worked with the National Marrow Donor Program. So Be The Match is under the National Marrow Donor Program, also known as that. Um, and that's when I was first introduced to Be The Match, National Marrow Donor Program, through the experience with my sister. Um, so at that time, um, I actually attended my first drive at nine years old um, for my sister. Um, we had, you know, our community rallying around us and they knew the, the true need of the fact that Isabella really needed a donor and me and my brother were not matches for her. So typically for patients who do not have a match, their siblings are their best bet. They'll go to the be the match registry. Um, so at that time, uh, when my sister actually, she found um, a donor, um, amazing, amazing man who was so selfless to donate his peripheral blood stem cells for my sister. And it actually gave us additional time with her. Although she did pass on, um, we are so, so thankful for him. 
Um, and so seeing that really, really inspired me. Um, and although I didn't know this was going to end up being my career years later, I still wanted to be involved. So I've actually been involved um, with Be The Match since then, doing drives. Um, I actually, in college, I uh, through my sorority, as soon as I crossed, I wanted to, I was community service chair, love community service. I was like, can we please do a drive in honor of my sister? Um, I think we did in October um, in honor of, that's when she passed. Um, and I continue to do it ever since. I met somebody um, who did this as their career while I was in route to um, do child life. And there were a lot of obstacles um, along the way. And now I know why. Um, I was going to apply for an internship to be a child life specialist, child life internship. Um, and before, during that whole time, I met her. She told me that she did this for a career. She worked with a network partner um, under Be The Match. And I asked if she had any internship opportunities. Ended up working out. I landed an internship my senior year at Montclair with um, the ne network partner under Be The Match. Um, equal to Silva Foundation, and that's where it started for me in 2018. Uh, a couple months later, they reached out to me asking if um, I would be willing to apply for an open position in the Philly, South Jersey area. I was still living with my family at the time, so it was like, you know when you just know it's meant to be, and this is for you? I knew at that moment that all the obstacles I was facing in my original journey were because I wasn't supposed to be there. I was mm -hmm. supposed to be here, and... Ever since then, now I directly work with Be The Match. Um, so I went from the recruitment center to now directly recruiting with Be The Match. Um, and I love what I do so much. Um, I'm where I'm supposed to be. So why don't you, those that don't understand what's happening in stem cell, why don't you, why don't you explain the procedure, what goes down? Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, this is typically the only known cure for these patients. Um, and a lot of people get scared when they hear, so it's also referred to as the bone marrow registry. And you're probably thinking, oh, my goodness, are they going to take my bone? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions, misinformation out there, especially with TV and all that stuff, portraying it the wrong way. So I love being able to tell you exactly how it goes. 90% um, of the time, it is um, what is requested is a peripheral blood stem cell donation, donation for short. Um, and this... Um, Procedure is very comparable to donating like platelets or plasma in a blood center. And um, are you able to hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Good. Okay. Um, Alexa, and 10% of the time, um, what is asked for is uh, a marrow donation. So that is directly taken from the hip area. Um, but a lot of people are pleased to know that it is 90% of the time. It is something that is so, so simple. Um, and easy to do. So I love being able to educate and I feel like getting out there, um, which is my main job, getting out there at events and educating people and signing people up and letting them know what this, you know, really is like is getting more people to join um, because they see how easy and simple it is and how easy and simple it is to sign up in the first place. Um, really, it's a three minute registration on your phone and a quick cheek swab. That's all that that's all that takes. And and that will put you in in the registry who you heard in the background. I don't know. Uh, Alexa heard us talking and she's talking about bone marrow. I'm like, I had to I had to mute my <laughs> mic and go be quiet. What are you doing? She's interjecting she's trying to take my into love. the conversation. I'm like, what the heck, man? And so, that so funny. <laughs> just that's never happened ever. Right, that that she decided to come in and butt in and 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 tell her tell her space. Yeah. So my now, where what else is this? Mostly blood disorder for stem cell. Is that really what it is? Um. So it's mostly blood cancers and disorders. Yes, this is actually the cure for over seventy different um, diseases, um, which a lot of people don't know. There's a long list of what this can be used for, but. You know, the primary ones are the ones I mentioned, like leukemias, lymphomas, sickle cell disease is really big, especially in the African-American community as well. So what makes it work on some and not on some others? As far as donation, like the transplant process? Yes. Yes. Um, so um, it really depends. Um, 
case-to-case basis. So we're really looking for a 10 out of 10 perfect match. What we're looking for is an HLA match, your human leukocyte antigen type. This is a lot of scientifical stuff going on. Um, But this is what we're looking to match. So we're looking for a 10 out of 10 perfect match, ideally. Um, But oftentimes, you know, that is not available to some individuals, um, especially those of diverse backgrounds. So there is a huge disparity right now um, for patients of color. Um, I always, always make it a point to mention this because this is a, you know, a big drive for what we do. Um, African-American Black patients are actually the least likely to find a match in the registry, a compatible, perfect match. Um, Asian, 47%, Hispanic, 48%, Native American is 60 and Caucasian is 79. Just to show you the range. Um, so, you know, we need the best match for the engraftment to really happen. Um, and we also see more success with younger donors as well, which is why the age range to register is 18 to 40. So after, so to register, why, why would they not, why would bone marrow for somebody over 40, not, not be something to Yeah, Yeah, so this is a recent change. So it used to be um, 60, then it was lower to 44. Now it is 18 to 40. Like I said, reason being, they're seeing more success um, with engraftment and successful transplants Mm. with the younger donor cells. Um, We're actually, you know, really, really aiming for the 18 to 35. Um, so a lot of people are like, man, you're discriminating against us if we're older than 40. <laughs> and that's not it. We just want the best outcome for our patients and our, our donors as well, you know. Um, so that is essentially why. That interesting. Yes, I didn't know. Of course, you know, as we get older, we can't even give bone marrow now. So that sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> I always, always need to make a point that just because you cannot join the registry does not mean you can't help. These are our advocates for Be The Match. So what you're doing today is really amazing. Having me on here, being able to spread the word, that's a way that you can help. Instead of joining the registry, you can spread the word and ask those who are between 18 and 40, get on your phone, register. Um, you guys can actually register by texting Izzy's Legacy to 61474. Um, you'll get sent a link. You guys can register and have a kit sent to your home. Super easy. Um, so, so they'll send a kit to the house and everything. Yeah, yeah they will. That. And it literally takes just a few minutes. You swab each cheek for 10 seconds, comes with postage and everything. You just put it back in the mail and you're good to go. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell my children to do that. I can't do it. do it. I'm going to tell them you guys do it. See, and that's why we need you. <laughs> so, that's why we need everyone. <laughs> I'm going to tell each one of them, you do that. I can't even do it. So you do it. My kids will be all over that. Awesome. And it's so easy. Like I said, look at, see your mom says, let's do a drive with your schools. I can yeah. do that totally easily. I have pretty good. I, I have a pretty good Latino. Oh yeah, uh, and African American here. Believe it or not, that's what we need. And like I said before, when we were speaking, um, for people who are watching may not know, there are people like me who work to coordinate these registry events, literally throughout the country. So although like I'm right now based in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware, there are people like me all over California, Florida. Um, literally anywhere um, so you Hawaii. should we should do a drive here and you should fly to la I would to get love that. the drive going <laughs> here that's what i'm thinking oh, then yeah. i can show you i can show you we have a lot more than rocky steps <laughs> even though that was the best thing i've ever done we got a lot yeah. more than rocky steps i've been dying to travel and i do have colleagues out there that would be working the event but i'd be more than happy to come out and you know be a part of that um yeah we talked to you yeah i talked to mom about this too and i I do i have quite a few students and it's not just it's not just my school i've probably have six or seven schools that are underneath me in my organization that would probably all all do it so it's something if i have somebody to help me kind of coordinate that uh Yes, and I will connect uh, you with the people that can help you with that. See, look at take part in that. Look at mom. She said, "Dad will Dad come." Will see, you. we're out. We're taking a flight. <laughs> so that'd be awesome. So I think we should talk about that. I mean, I, if you're the one that kind of coordinates that kind of thing, and it, it can be something done, 
Awesome. Uh, yeah. I I have no problem. Uh, uh, we can have. Well, some, I don't know. We could have some fun with that. Oh yeah, and literally, like it. It just takes one person. Like, how rewarding is it to you know be a part of? Let, let's say you're organizing this event, and one individual from these drives ends up literally saving a life. Like, insane. Mm. So I would love to help coordinate that with my colleagues out there, and we can definitely get some great things going. And if anybody else is interested, I can comment once this is posted my um, contact information. If you guys ever want to do drives anywhere that you are in the country, we can make it happen because that is what we need. This is a yeah. This is good. I, I did speak to mom about this, and that's when I and I told mom I said I probably should have you on the show because if you're the one that kind of makes these things happen and coordinate. And do the coordinations for these. That's probably something we we can talk about. We could have a lot. There's a, we could have a lot of fun with it. You know, we can we can call it rolling with Lizzie. We can do jujitsu and 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 uh, you come in, you roll, you swab. We you know what I mean. We we could have a lot of fun with that. Awesome. We can incorporate uh, something. Make a rash guard for it. I'm excited. That'd be pretty cool. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, I think, yes, I think for sure what you probably should do is get a hold of me. And what we need to do, what you need to do is you need to force a date on me. And once, oh, yeah. you, once you force a date, yeah. once you force a date, then it'll be, then it'll be on. Then we awesome. can, then we can, you know, coordinate to what, what has to happen. Now that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd make me Very feel cool. good. Keep in touch about it for sure. Yes. I'll make sure it, it was, that was good. My, my pops had, you know, he had kidney cancer and they took one of his kidneys out, but his other one's working just fine. And he's, he's now cancer free, awesome. which is, which is awesome. But, you know, it's, it's still kind of telling, right? That you, when you say that it, it, it does cure a lot, you know, what makes it like, how, how it didn't cure cysts though, right? Or did she have well, one? You had she her for you. She did have a transplant um, and it was successful. Um, oh, okay. Okay. It was successful. So, um, when they actually told us that, you know, there were no cancer cells left in her body. Um, so it did work. She actually passed due to, um, catching MRSA in the hospital and some other things that happened when she was there. She was sick at the time, as we know, when you have cancer and yes. you're going to transplant, your immune system is really, really weak. Um, so, yeah, so the part of it, it, so that part of it worked, and mm -hmm. it was other complications that that took her. Man, mm -hmm. that's sad. That sucks. That sucks. It is, but you know, we our family has really, you know, like you said, some people sit in it. We don't like to sit in it, um, and we like we just needed different ways to cope, and this was my way to cope with it. Um, by mm -hmm. honoring her life, like you say, you know, I, I, I we came up with Izzy's legacy. Um, as soon as I started with Be The Match, that was, you know, what I was going with, Izzy's legacy. I'm keeping up her legacy. I'm helping families and patients like her. And I get to do that every single day. Like, we have so many patients in the area that we're working with, you know, and just being able to be that person for those families that we once had from NMDP, it's just insane, full circle. It's still crazy to talk about that I'm living this life right now. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, what? So tell me, why do you think? What? What do you think is the reason why the the Latino is the one of the lowest ones? Why? Why is African Americans? Why are they? Are they not? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't really heard about it myself, to be honest with you. So, where does yeah. it lie? So it's because, so you're almost always, you're more likely to match with somebody of your same ethnic background, um, which is why we need more of these individuals in the registry and why this is such a huge problem. So that is why these patients are not really getting, you know, they don't have as much of a chance as finding a match because there are not enough black and African-American people in the registry, Hispanics in the registry. A couple reasons for this. Lack of awareness and education about be the match did you know about this until you met no. me or my mom no mm -mm. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know about be the match unfortunately unless they know somebody that has been affected by a blood cancer disorder maybe um i'm sure didn't know so um now we're starting to get that awareness because we are making sure to hit all the college campuses 
in the country, as many as we can. That is our bread and butter. Um, you know, really getting our branding out there and getting the name out there and getting the information out there. So we saw that, you know, in these communities where let's say they're heavily black, heavily Hispanic, we need to make an extra effort to be in those communities to increase those numbers. So really a big lack of education and lack of awareness is a really huge one. Um, another thing we talk about is, you know, medical distrust and, you know, minority communities and, um, with that and really being able to educate them and give them that reassurance of what this is really about. Um, so I think those are really the two big things. So I would imagine then it, once a diagnosis happens, I would imagine they go to, they go to the family first, correct? That's what, what everybody does. Everybody tries to get a match there. Yeah. And so your best bet is going to be your siblings. Um, but as you know, I mentioned before, a lot of cases, you would think that your sibling would be your best match and they are not a stranger ends up being your best match. Um, and so that's when they would turn to, you know, look within the registry to see um, from an unrelated donor if there's a match found. And a lot of times, even, you know, I mentioned 79% for Caucasian patients. Um, I actually had a set of twins that I was working with Caucasian. We had like a thousand people come out for them on one day for an event. 2,000 people registered online. Um, they were Caucasian. They had no matches in the registry. None. So I don't want you guys to think, yeah, I'm, I'm white, so, you know, we're safe. And no, that is not the case. 79% is, you know, it's great, but we need to see that a lot higher. So we're not only working to increase the numbers and, you know, in these other communities, but we need everybody, literally everyone. So where do where do, how much did it increase when you started? Where was it? Have you seen have you seen increases over the years? Yes. So I always say so when I started with Be the Match, Black and African American was at twenty three percent, and mm. now it is at twenty nine. So what is that like three ish years? That is a big jump for us. I think that that is really great, and obviously we still have a lot of work to do. But we're really being strategic in what we're doing so that we can eventually create equal outcomes. So we're doing a lot more work with HBCUs, historically black college universities. Um, we are, you know, just trying to get into the communities, the, you know, areas that we know are heavily populated with those um, ethnic backgrounds. So um, I think that we're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> That's good. That's that's a pretty good jump in percentages. So, I guess when he when okay, let let me ask this. So, I always related back to business. When you have one of these events, do you get two or three leads from that person? That's giving you to it. Do you have two or three other people that you know that would come out and do this? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, I'm telling you like these events like one of the main jobs that I have is when I'm out at an event is to make connections and connect with people that would be willing to do this, you know, with their club and organization on that campus or with their with their workplace or literally anywhere. So um, that is a big part of what I do. I'm always just trying to say, hey, you know, what do you do outside of here or what's your major or where do you work outside of here so that we can continue to create those leads and um grow and have more events and more exposure yeah that's that's good that's good because just like podcasting right i usually ask my guests to who do you who do you know that would be a good guest on the podcast and who do you think it would be and it just continually you know adds and adds and adds to the value of what i'm doing so i was wondering if it, if it works the same way word of mouth mm -hmm. big events i would imagine would be yeah we're really just trying to you know be seen you know i'm on these campuses multiple times in a semester because I want people, I'm now known as be the match girl <laughs> at like one of the universities here in Jersey. That's because they're seeing my face and they know what be the match is. That's what we want. We want people to know what it is and we want them to talk about it because that's the only way that we're gonna get to where we need to be. Hmm. Interesting. I just, I, I, I guess, I, I guess I just wonder on how, it's so weird how we have this kind of digital age 
I've never seen one thing on TikTok. And I waste my time on that stupid app, uh, you know, either making them or watching them. So how did I never see one on TikTok? How is that possible? So we need to, I think we need to do a little better in that area for sure. Um, we're really trying to do more with Instagram. That's a big one too. Um, Instagram is pretty big and we do, you know, do a little bit on TikTok, but we can be doing more. Um, and if, you know, I'm, we're open to ideas on, you know, how to get more exposure on platforms like that. And obviously we have our PR social media team that handles that. I'm not in that area. Um, but any ways that we can, I mean, we really try to work with, um, celebrities. So we get a lot LA in your area, um, that can be advocates for be the match and speak about it. So Robin Roberts is actually has been huge. We just had this huge, um, campaign, um, working with her, obviously she received a transplant. Um, good morning. America is a huge platform and we were able to get so many people to sign up just from that exposure. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for a favor from a good friend of mine and he happens to be Latino. So it, have you watched breaking bad? No, but I hear so much about it. Okay. So there's two brothers on the breaking bad. The ones that kill everybody. Well, he's a really good friend of mine. They're really brothers. That's and he so cool. happens to be a kickboxer. Okay. And he does these cameos, right, for people. Like it's their birthday. And he oh, comes yeah. out as Breaking Bad and he does all this stuff. I'm going to have him do one for you. He's going to do one oh. for me. Okay? I wanna, I'll, I'll call him today. We'll use, we'll use Izzy's name. He'll bring the Breaking Bad, the bad boy, into it, and 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 I will, I will have him go in character, and then he'll he'll have a good talk. He did one for my birthday a couple years ago, right? It was funny. But if you not, yeah, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, all you got to need to do is uh, Google Breaking Bad and say uh, Twin Brothers. And you'll see him. He's the he's the taller of the one. His name is Lewis. Uh, and he will. I was just thinking about that. I said, "Who do I know that's pretty?" That is so awesome. You that know, is so awesome. see, it's really about like who you know as well. Like, it could make the biggest difference. He could reach an audience of people, and one of uh, multiple people from that audience could end up saving uh, your life. Yeah, I'm going to call him today. I'll call him when we're off the phone today. I'm trying to think too. I, I'm trying to think about students I have here because people would be really shocked to know who I have. But I have one of the uh, the keyboard player for Earth, Wind, and Fire is one of my black belts. I don't talk about him very often, but he's uh, he he is. And then I got one a world famous director here that does all the Kevin Hart's films. Oh my God! See. So you're in the world of all that in yes, LA. I, I was just thinking, man, I'm like, man, I got some prominent guys here, man, that I just hadn't thought about it. Right. I don't, I don't talk real often about him. I, I, I've done uh Myron's his name. You can catch his podcast. He's on, he's on one of my early podcasts, but I think that I might be able to help in that area, but I'm definitely going to call Lewis uh, today. I'm going to awesome. tell him, I said, this is what we're going to do. And what we'll do is I'll I'll make a phone call with the three of us on it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but you're gonna have to go look them up. You can't. I can't go. Oh, well, oh, I got this well, dude. She's never yeah. seen Breaking Bad or or Better I'm Call Saul. It. I'm gonna start watching it today. Oh my goodness! I said. I, I'm sorry. I'm not a big TV person. But. <laughs> I knew what it was. <laughs> I knew about it. It's on Netflix, right? It is, <laughs> it is on Netflix, as a matter of really? fact. Right now, it says Better Call Saul and and Netflix. See, right now, the Better Call Saul is the spinoff from that, right? And he had a major part in that. That Right now, that's why he's kind of a hot commodity right now, because it, it, it just came out last year. But he will do a cameo, and you'll have this cameo forever. He'll do this as a favor for me, for sure. 100%. Awesome, we are so lucky to be able to literally have people sign up from their home, which is why stuff like this is like so amazing because we don't have to have a live event. Like, yes, we, we love having our live events and we get you swabbed right there and then. But if somebody's hearing this and, you know, they're not at an event, they can literally sign up from their home so easy, get it sent to them. And we are so thankful. A lot of things have changed post COVID, you know, and uh, we've found different ways to do things. Um, 
So yeah, super awesome. Really so, excited. Yes, it'll be fun. You'll you'll get a kick out of him. He's definitely not oh. his character. So weird. He's the nicest guy ever. Yeah. You know, he's got tat. You know, he's tatted up. He looks like he just got out of prison. You know, kind of like your pops, how he just looks like a oh gangster. You know what I mean? God, he's not gangster. <laughs> oh, he's full on gangster. Come on. I told him, I want to go to. I, I said I want to walk. I said I want to. You know, get the right suit. Now I want to walk through Las Vegas casinos with you, oh like he's the mob God. boss. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he gets that a lot. Actually, <laughs> he does. That's what we all said about him. So that's uh, that's that's kind of good. Good. I want to be able to help with that. Cool. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna. What you're gonna need to do though is you're gonna have to. Uh, you know, anybody that knows me, I'm a great visionary. But I need people. You know, you need to push a date. You need to have a date, and then we will we will get to work. And my assistant, the one that did all the artwork for this podcast, she'll put something together. Awesome. And we'll put it out there. But I will promise today I will call uh, Lewis today and Ooh, so have, him, have him do a cameo for us. You know, I don't know. I, I better tell him to leave the meth out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, I, so I'm going to tell him you can bring the axe, maybe not the blue meth, but the you can bring the axe and we can talk about if you don't register. Oh <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. No. It's gonna be awesome. He's gonna come up with something good. Awesome. It'll be fun. It'll be real fun. Even, even the Breaking Bad brothers think you should register. Even the cartel think you should register. That's important <laughs> stuff, man. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. Real fun. That's gonna be fun. Okay. Well, let me let me ask this now. Did from your school. Now, you know, you this is what you do, and you and you and you're doing. You kind of coordinated the events for this. Did school? Did you get a bachelor's degree in school? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I graduated. <laughs> I, that's a good because I didn't. I didn't even go to school, so um, I, I all my kids graduated college. I said, "Well, all of you are way better than your dad because your dad yeah. tried college and it sucked. I hated it, for it. everyone." You can still be uh, successful. Yeah, I told him, I said, I only wish two things about college. I wish I would have done understanding personal finance, accounting, and how to write business letters and mm -hmm. speech. I said, getting up in front of being able to get up in front of a group of people on how important that is in life yeah. and how to oh, write yeah. and how to coordinate and, and kind of write good, solid letters, you know, where you don't sound like an idiot, you know. <laughs> But back then, see, we had typewriters and, you know, whiteout. We didn't have, like, autocorrect. Our, auto, right. our autocorrect was start over. So it sucked. <laughs> so this is – that's definitely – that's just definitely something different. So did your college help you at all with what you're doing now? What did it prepare you for? What did it that's prepare you for? That's an interesting question. So it's crazy because the skills that – I primarily need for what I do now. I don't think I, so backtrack. I went to Montclair for spe specifically go for child life. They took out the program maybe two weeks after I committed to the school insanity. Um, so I had to kind of still do something that would allow me to go that route, just not as quickly and directly. So I did family science and human development as my major minored in public health, um, family services, concentration. So it was still kind of in that same area. Um, again, I think that happened for a reason. Um, but yeah, so through that, obviously I learned a lot of good stuff, but not necessarily the big things that I need for this. I even think that um, I was part of this. I always mention this because this is really where I learned a lot of what I do now. Um, FCCLA, Family Career Community Leaders of America. I was um, on state leadership um, for that organization. Um, it's national. Um, and they taught me a lot about professionalism, um, you know, how to public speak um, in front of like a huge audience. That I learned all of that in my high school years. Um, through my sorority is where I actually learned a lot of the skills that I use now, I think more than the classes that I took to get my degree. Isn't that weird? And a lot of people will tell you this. Like I 
did event coordination through my sorority. You know, I was philanthropy chair. We had to coordinate, you know, different programs. We had to host different events. We had to speak. Um, and all the planning that went into it, that's what I do now, event planning. I'm planning these registry drives. Um, I'm doing presentations. I did all of that through the development through, you know, sororities are not just all fun and games. Like there's a lot of professional development that comes along with that. Um, networking, all that good stuff, which is why I mm -hmm. recommend that to anybody. Um, so you would think that, you know, my degree would be the bulk of what taught me what I um, do now, but. It's just weird, right? Yeah. My son went, to, my son got a degree in recreational management. You want to know why? So my son's college career <laughs> consisted of what do you do in the semester? Well, dad, this semester we're doing wakeboarding, rock climbing, caving. And I'm like, what? Um. And <laughs> he's like, he goes, dad, oh, I had the best time ever in college. It was so fun. And so this, he got it in recreational management. So I'm with him the other day. And he's zipping this, he's helping my dad, you know, tie some fence up, right? And I'm watching my son, and he's, like, taking this rope, and he's zip-zapping around, and I'm like, I said, is that what you learned in college, how to tie ropes right there? And he goes, oh, yeah, this was a class, Dad. I said, your education boils down to tying the rope for Grandpa's fence today. <laughs> what the heck, dude? It's crazy. <laughs> and he goes... But I can wakeboard really good, Dad, and I got good boating safety. I've I know how to you know go down the zip lines and all that. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Well, son, you know, college taught me a lot of like college taught me how to live on my own. You know, be independent. There's a lot of I had the best time in college. You know, a lot of perks. That's good. <laughs> so fun. That's so fun. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Here's here's before we end this podcast. You are going to figure out a date. I'm going to kind of give you a, a time frame because I have another school that will join this bandwagon. That's that's one of the biggest schools in our organization. 300? No, 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 no. No, he's probably at 400 members. Wow. He's in Georgia. So cool. he will join what we do for sure. Awesome. Then I'll get all the schools here in my immediate area to do this. And I believe we have, an, well, we have a school that's not too far from you in Manassas. That uh, is Virginia. Ah, okay. It's, it's not too far. You know what I mean? It's on the East Coast. So we will, I, I will, you will help me coordinate that. Yes. And then I will, I will use you to facilitate to, to, to help. Because what I'll end up doing is I'll pitch the vision, and then you're going to tie in the details. How's that sound? 100%. And okay. like I said, there's people like me in all those areas who will be on site able to do all that. If I'm able to be there, that's awesome. But um, So we'll all connect together and figure out a plan, and we'll get this going. That would be good. That would be good. Now, is there any other that you are involved with, any other kind of charities that you are involved with outside of this? From that uh, hospital or anything of that sort, what's it like? Not right now. Nope. Um, no, I. I mean, we are starting a foundation in honor of my sister. I'm not sure if my mom mentioned that. Um, so we're in the works of developing that. Um, and your mom, yes, your mom said she's doing something about. <clears throat> she's got an event coming up in September or something, right? Yeah. Um, so we are going to be the two prime Izzy's legacy. Yep. So the two primary things are obviously for the foundation. We want to raise funds for families that are, um, going through, um, you know, the hardship of being in the hospital and transplant, um, because, you know, there's a true financial burden with that. Um, and then also being able to, through the foundation, spread awareness about the need for more minorities on the registry. Um, so that is, we're going to be putting a lot of work into that coming up. <laughs> okay. So is that foundation set yet or not? It's in the works. Not officially yet, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. Okay. So <laughs> if I, so here's the thing, every year for my birthday, I do something. On my 50th birthday, 
I fought in the cage for 50 minutes, right? So that's what I did on my 50th. <laughs> Every year I do some crazy shit. So this year, and I'm always kind of looking to, okay, how can I raise some money for people? So it's not for me, right? How can I raise some money? But you don't have to have a foundation for me to raise money. You'll put it in the foundation if you get it, right? Yeah, 100%. Right? Okay. So I'm turning 62 in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to do 62 minutes of straight jujitsu, right? Different partners. Every five minutes, someone's going to come in, probably whoop my ass yeah. by the time I'm halfway done. But, yeah. but I think I'm going to make them pay for the minutes, and then I will donate it to you guys. How's that, that sound? So awesome. You guys will put that money away for me? Of course. Because then I had to give me something to, right? It'd, it'd, it'd give me something to to, uh, to 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 strive for, and it could be a stepping stone of getting the bone marrow thing out there. Thank you All right, so, much. so today I'll get Lewis. You are going to help me find a date, and we're going to facilitate fair. what we do. I will springboard it off by raising money for that foundation uh, for if you're going to spend some time and, and uh, roll with me. It looks like Jose's on here. Jose, you should fly down. And you should roll with me, bro. That's what I'm thinking. Hi, Jose. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank you so much. So I think that's what I, I'm going to do. I'll put it out there. We'll see. We'll see what these tribes are going to do. If they're going to, uh, I'm going I'm to tell people to sponsor other people too. Hey, we got this, this, and this. Who's who's going to sponsor his five minutes? Who's sponsoring this? And let me see what we can raise. That's let me so see what awesome. I can raise for. It'll just be fun. Now, see, now I got to think about that. We're going to come up with a cool name, have her name in it. Yes. Oh, mm. this is so awesome. Okay. So we got work to do. So you're going to have to, you're going to, you're going to have to, uh, now I know me, I'll, I'll, I'll venture off on the next thing. So you're going to have to keep me centered on what I, what I, what I said to do. I'll tell you what I will do today. I will, I'll get a hold of Lewis today for sure. That will happen. Awesome. And then, uh, we'll going to do this. We'll figure we'll, uh, it out together. Look at this. Look at your mom. Look at this, another get busy for That's what we say. Get busy <laughs> So that's going to be good. So that's where I'm going to be at. I leave for San Antonio this uh, weekend, and I will guilt everybody there to donate for my 62nd birthday for the role. I'm going to get every one of those guys to give me money while I'm there. And Jose, just go ahead and bring cash or your checkbook because uh, <laughs> I donate to everything you do. Now you're going to do it back. I'm just telling you, that's what's going to happen. So, sound good? Thank you so, so much for the opportunity to be on your podcast and spread awareness. And thank you for everything that you're doing. See? If there's anything that I can ever do, let me know. Jose's I'm already so, there. See? Jose's in. I'm for the cause. Thank I'm, you. So, I already got Jose. He's the first one. Now, I'm going to use him to guilt everybody else to do it. And he's super good at that, too, because he'll go out and say, well, I already donated, so I was the first one to yeah, donate. <laughs> so he's, He'll be good at that for sure. Awesome. So that's going to be good. All right, so I, that was uh, amazing. So now you give me some kind of purpose for my – I hate celebrating birthdays, but if I'm going to get out there and fight, I'm going to fight for somebody else, you know. It would be good. Yes, she said Jose is going to be there. I know. I talked to your mom about this thing in September. I thought about me and Kat coming out there because it's in New York, I think, isn't it? Is it going to be in New York or something like that? Either New York or near Philly or I'm not sure. Somewhere in the area. We're still figuring that out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because your mom said she thought her and I would, my girl and I would come out and we'd teach self-defense to uh, to the nurses or the women or something teach them how to just break someone's face which would be fun so <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm talking about so all right well i appreciate the time we'll get this together and uh you're we'll uh i'll when i get off this line i'll i'll call and yes uh, i'll let you know what what we're going to do with lewis he will for sure do this for me i'll guarantee it awesome all i'm right. super excited thank all you right. so much thanks so much man We'll see you Have soon, Gabby. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, 
weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.